You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed, episode 261. Hey there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Cantors, speaker, coach, and founder of The C Method, where I help high-performing professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. You can learn more at thecmethod.com. Today, I'm giving you an inside look into how I create content. Now, I've been podcasting since November 2013. Uh, I started with my first podcast and this podcast, Stand Out, Get Noticed, is now over five years old with 261 episodes now and over 1.8 million downloads. And this topic is not something I thought would be Well, I didn't think it'd be something you'd want to hear on this show, but I've been getting asked a lot of questions recently about how I create content and how I grew this podcast. So I thought, okay, well, if people are asking, then surely you must be wanting to hear it. So I'll be sharing with you my story about how I got started in creating content, what keeps me motivated, how I come up with new ideas, how I grew my podcast, and also some tips for you on um, overcoming some mindset some challenges, some mindset challenges that might be holding you back and also some practical steps on how you can get started. Before we get to that, I do want to give a big shout out to Naishad Gadani and Carolyn Brown for having me on their LinkedIn Live last week. Um, Naishad has, he runs Your Career Down Under, the podcast, which I've been a guest on before, and they've been doing a LinkedIn Live every single workday. So five times a week at 3 p.m. Melbourne time. And they they call it the career care package. Um, I think it's career care package. And they are interviewing experts um, around personal branding, job seeking, communication, leadership. And it's for professionals out there who want to continue to build and accelerate in their careers. And I was very fortunate to be guest on it last Thursday. And we talked about how to communicate like a pro. I'll be sharing that episode on this podcast um, next week. So um, keep an ear out for that. I'll also link up in the show notes where you can access that on Neshad's website as well. All right, so let's talk about why you might want to create content. Now, if you are a driven professional and you want to build your professional brand and your visibility, then I highly recommend that you start thinking about this, creating content. And this is even more important now during the current pandemic because maybe you're out of work or maybe you're you're rethinking your career and thinking, do I really want to stay at this company or do I really want to stay in this industry? So you might be looking to change careers as well. And there may not be a lot happening in terms of jobs being available, but now is the perfect time for you to start building your visibility online so that when this whole thing blows over and jobs become available and the um, industries start to pick up again, then you're in the best possible place to position yourself um, to be hired or to, you know, from a promotion or whatever it is that, that you're looking for. I also want to share a couple of other, actually more than a couple, because there's a lot, um, benefits to creating content as well. Firstly, it positions you as a thought leader and you may not, you might be thinking, well, I don't want to be a thought leader. I don't know if I can be a thought leader. I'm not talking about you have to be like 
a Seth Godin, Tony Robbins level thought leader, you know, in, in the industry. Um, but it does position you as someone who has something to say. It also builds your personal brand. So if you have a made a conscious decision that you want to be known as a specialist or really knowledgeable in a certain area, then creating content will help to cement that and raise your profile. It also develops your communication skills. So by practicing writing, if you're writing a blog, if you're creating a podcast, if you're doing video, all of that is going to build your communication skills. You'll learn how to uh, you know, present a message and, and present it to the world. You can also expand your network through creating content. You know, if you're doing interviews, it's a great excuse to get your foot in the door. I know people who started podcasts just so they could interview clients, potential clients they wanted to work with or um, people that they wanted to network with. And, that, and, you know, oftentimes when you say to someone, oh, can I take you for coffee or can I have a chat? People are, people are kind of like, oh, I don't know, it's a bit of a waste of my time. But if you say, I want to interview you for my video series or for my podcast or for an article I'm writing, that speaks to their ego and they go, oh, yeah, I'd love that. Yeah, let's do that. So it's a good way to get your foot in the door with people. It also makes you more desirable to your current and future employers. When you create content and you put yourself out there, it shows that you are proactive and driven. And then finally, one of the best things about creating content is it gets you out of your comfort zone. And you know, I'm all about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. It's scary. When you create content, you're opening yourself up to be judged because you're putting your thoughts together and saying, this is what I think about this subject. And then you're putting it out there and saying, hi, everyone. Hello, world. Hello, internet. Here's a little bit of me and my thoughts. And what that does is it opens up other people to saying, well, that's dumb, or I don't like that idea, or you're an idiot. I disagree with you. And that's really scary. We all hate being rejected, right? So it is scary doing that. So it definitely teach, it gives you a, a thick skin as well. And, and forces you out of your comfort zone. So that's a, that's a big hurdle for a lot of people. And I went through the same thing as well, which I'm going to share uh, with you in a moment. All right, so those are some of the benefits to creating content. Um, in terms of my journey, you know, I got started in 2013 with a blog, actually. I didn't start with a podcast. I remember I was starting CrossFit for the very first time. And I was doing a paleo challenge where we had to eat paleo for a month. And I was thinking, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to get through this. And I thought, why don't I create a blog? And I'll blog about my journey and see how I go. I got really excited. And I remember thinking to myself, well, there are so many other fitness and recipe and health blogs out there. Who would want to read mine? And I remember telling my housemate at the time, and she said, well, Christina, she goes, the first people who will read your blog will be your friends and family because they know you and they like you. And they may not have read a health and fitness blog otherwise. That's something they're probably not interested in, but they'll read it because it's you and they know you and they love you. And so you might, you're going to impact them immediately. You're going to expose them to something that they may not have been exposed to before. And I remember thinking, oh, that's a really good way of looking at it. So I started the blog 
And that was my first step out of my comfort zone in that area. And it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. I put a lot of personality into my blogs and I made them really funny. Well, I thought they were funny. And I I made them, you know, really me. And then doing those blogs gave me, so once I'd done that for a little while, it gave me the confidence to then move into podcasts. So doing the blog, right, at the very start, I was terrified of video and I was horrible on video and I hated the sound of my own voice. I hated seeing myself on video. So writing was, for me, the easiest way to get started. And then when it came time for me to quit my job in architecture and I was thinking, okay, what am I going to do? What business do I want to start? I had an idea to create an ebook and a resource for architecture students to help them be better in their communication. And then that evolved, that idea evolved into podcasts. And it was along during this time in 2013 that I discovered podcasts and I thought, well, maybe a podcast would be better, but I didn't want to get started just on my own. So I Googled and I found an online podcasting course run by the wonderful Cliff Ravenscraft in the US. And his course was called Podcasting A to Z or A to Z for us Aussies. And I did that program and it was awesome. And that helped me a lot in terms of building my confidence and and feeling good about, you know, the content that, that I was putting out. So that was my very first podcast and I launched that in November 2013. And then I did that for nine months straight. And I remember my first interview that I did, I was so nervous. I was interviewing a speaker. His name's Peter Billingham. And he's been a guest on my show a couple of times now. And I remember the moment I was so nervous when I got on the phone, when I got on the, the call with him to record. And because I was, I was just worried, like, am I going to do a good job? And I going to, am I going to ask the right questions? And I asked him the first question and he set off with, well, Christina, I'm so glad you asked that. And he just went blah, 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 blah. And I remember feeling so relieved. I was like, oh. And I thought to myself, what a good idea to interview a professional speaker as my first guest because he just spoke and spoke and spoke and I didn't even, I barely had to say anything. So that was a huge relief for me. Um, and that, so that was my very first interview. And many interviews after that, I've, I've felt very, very nervous, but each time I get a little more confident. And of course, there are times when I've interviewed people who are quite well known. I once interviewed Janine Ellis, who is the founder of Boost Juice which is huge here in Australia. I think they're in the US as well now, US and Canada maybe. And she's also on, she's one of the sharks on Shark Tank. And so I remember I met her at an event and I asked her straight out, can I interview on my show? And when I interviewed her on, when I, it was, it was such a disaster from a technical standpoint. Um, We couldn't get the technology to work. I somehow couldn't, I think you were using Skype and I couldn't get onto her and it took about 30 minutes and I'd scheduled 30 minutes. I said, it's only going to take 30 minutes. I scheduled 30 minutes with her and it took us 30 minutes just to get on the call. And I was beside myself and I thought, why would this, why does this have to happen with the most famous person that I've ever interviewed? So we all make mistakes and there's always going to be boo-boos that happen, <laughs> but you just got to run with it. So I did my first podcast for nine months until I realized that the people I was podcasting for, didn't really care about what I was podcasting about. And 
you know, the podcast was called Presentation Skills for Design Students. And it turns out that design students don't really care about developing presentation skills. So I learned a very important lesson there that you've got to pick your target audience really carefully. If this is something you're using to grow um, a business for, you got to be really, you got to pay a lot of attention to that. Now, that doesn't mean to say that picking an audience is not important for anyone who's creating content. It helps you a lot if you pick an audience of one and stick to it. And when I say audience of one, I mean, create an avatar for someone, draw a picture of them, say, this is Sophie. She's 35 years old. She works, um, she's an analyst at a bank. She likes to watch movies and go horse riding in her spare time. She's worried about her current job situation and, you know, whatever it is, paint that picture. Makes it much easier for when you are writing your content or, you know, putting together your podcast or whatever it is that, that you're doing. And so I launched this podcast in 2015, in March 2015. I had a much clearer idea of my audience. I know I wanted to target professionals who ambitious professionals in the workplace who wanted to succeed in their career and who really cared about developing their communication skills and their leadership skills. And then I went from there. And I've been consistently producing a podcast every week. And I don't really know if there's much secret to growing an audience, but the the biggest thing for me is put out quality content, do it consistently, take advantage of the feedback you receive, and basically tell everyone about your podcast. <laughs> that's 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 been it. Nothing I wouldn't say anything too too crazy um, with regards to how to how I grow it. And here I am today. So. I want to address a couple of mindset challenges that I've encountered with people who tell me, I want to build my personal brand. I was thinking of, you know, how do I do this? How do I increase my presence on LinkedIn? How do I build my brand? And I say to them, well, one of the best ways to do that, especially now when you can't get out and network with people, is to start writing some of your thoughts. You know, write, write a, start, a, start a blog start to, you know, take photos and put them out there and comment on people's posts. And then I remember there was one, one of my academy members I was telling, I was talking to about this and she said, oh, but I don't have anything interesting to say. And of course this right now, this reminds me of the episode I did last week with Maxine Cunningham, where we talked about that. Yes, you have something interesting to share. We talked a a lot. um, We were talking in depth about how, you know, why so many people hold themselves back from putting themselves out there and, and sharing what, what, they, what they think. And so I remember speaking to this academy member and she said, oh, you know, why, I don't have anything interesting to say about that. Isn't it just all common sense? And I said to her, all right, tell me one thing that, you're, that, you, that you know that, you're, um, that you would potentially write a blog about. And she said, oh, it would be for organizations on how to make big organizational decisions. I said, you know, she said that's really important, you know, from a, a large business perspective. And she goes, but doesn't everyone already know that? Isn't that just common sense? And I said, uh, no, that's not common sense. I don't know how to make big organizational decisions. I said, I, I would, 
you know, if I was part of a big organization and I didn't know that, I would absolutely benefit from that. She said, oh, okay. So if this is something that you're resonating with, if you think to yourself, well, why would I, why would anyone want to listen to someone talk about that? You know, who am I to share that? Isn't it just common knowledge? Doesn't everyone already know that? The answer is no, they don't. And here's the thing. Even if they do already know it, the way that you tell the story, the way that you put your own spin on it is going to be different to the way anyone else does it. And people are going to, there are people who will listen to you and follow you over someone else simply because of who you are as a person. Like my example before of when I first started my first blog, maybe the first people who read your stuff are your friends and family or your colleagues, the people who know you. But then slowly you start to expand out and out. You know, you you start with one person reading and then they might like it or share it and then that goes out to the, the people that they know and then it goes out to the people that they know. And before you know it, you've got random people from all over the world writing to you and saying, hey, I read that article or hey, I listened to your podcast and, and it was really great. All right, so I'm going to share with you a, f- a few tips here. So in terms of like what I get asked about. So I get asked, how do I stay motivated to create content? Firstly, to stay motivated, you've got to pick something that you really feel passionate about, that you care about. It's very difficult to stick to a topic and be motivated and consistent when you don't really care about it. So that's that's a big thing. You don't necessarily have to be a huge expert on it, right? This is why people interview other experts um, or people who are more knowledgeable about the topic. That you know, If you interview someone, then you're still associated with them and their level of knowledge, okay? So you don't have to be the expert. You don't have to be the most knowledgeable person on the planet in order to write or talk about a subject. But what does matter is that you care about it and that you feel passionate about it. I care deeply about helping people to develop confidence and to become better humans and to fulfill their potential. I care deeply about that. And that's what motivates me to keep going every single week. And then hearing stories from people, from people writing to me and saying, Christina, that really made a difference to me. That really helped. Thank you for that. You know, that keeps me going as well. I also pick a freak, I've picked a frequency and I've, and I've committed to that. And I've, so I've told you that I'm going to be here every week and I'm going to show up. And I know that if I don't do that, it's going to break trust with you. You're going to start to go, oh, Christina said she was going to be here every week, but she's not. She's only here every other week. And so then sometimes she's not here for a month. Hmm. I don't know if I can really trust her as a person, if that's how she treats her listeners. Right. That's what, that's what, that's how it comes across. It's kind of like when I went on for Parsana the 10 day meditation retreat last year in December. And on day three, I was, I was thinking to myself, Oh God, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here. This is the worst. But what kept me there was the thought of the fact that I told everyone I was doing a 10 day meditation course. So I couldn't possibly leave after three days. And I thought, I've told everyone I've been here. I'll be here for 10 days. I've got to stay here for 10 days. That's what kept, that's literally what kept me there. And it's the same thing. What keeps me showing up every week with this podcast it's all, it might be worth for you also checking out episode 237 I did with Pete Cook. 
which and we, where we talk about how to create powerful habits and create mastery. And in that episode, he said, it's easier to be 100% committed than to be 99% committed. And what he means by that is that when you fully commit to something, it changes how you show up. So for example, I don't wake up every Wednesday and go, should I release a podcast this week? I wake up every Wednesday and I go, what am I going to podcast about this week? You see, it completely changes the question. It's not about if, it's about what, you know, which topic. So if you make that commitment, if you make that commitment publicly to your followers, I don't care how small your following is at the start, because it will be small. It's going to be like zero people and then one person, but then it grows. But if you make that commitment to them, then you make that commitment and then you stick to it. Something else I also get asked is how do I keep coming up with new ideas? People go 200 and, you know, over 250 episodes. Don't you run out of content? I've learned a, f- a few things. Well, I've learned a lot over the years about creating content. And firstly, the more content you create, the more ideas actually come to you. It's like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it grows. And you are forced to come up with new ideas. I just thought of this analogy just then. and I don't, I don't know if it works. It might work. So I've been reading a lot about childbirth and breastfeeding because um, some of you may not know if you haven't listened recently. Um, I'm 15 weeks pregnant, actually almost 16 weeks pregnant at the moment. So I've been thinking a lot about this type of stuff. And when you're breastfeeding, right, the more you breastfeed, the more milk you produce, right? And your body actually produces, I didn't know this, but your body actually produces enough milk to sustain whatever frequency you're breastfeeding at. So if you're constantly breastfeeding or, or you know, pumping using the pump, expressing using the pump, your, your body will continue to pump out, like to produce a lot of breast milk. But if you start to reduce that frequency and start to wean the baby off breastfeeding, you produce less and less milk. And if you stop breastfeeding altogether, you'll just stop producing breast milk. So I think that works. Hmm. Um, I don't know if that's a bit, a bit too, I don't know, is that too visual? Is that, uh, anyway, I'm going to run with it. It's the same with creating content, with creating ideas, right? The more you do, if you keep doing it every week, every week you're forced to think to yourself, what am I going to do this week? And it just forces you to come up with with new ideas. Whereas if you think, oh, I don't have anything this week, I'm just not going to publish anything, then you can't just wait for an idea to come to you because it probably won't because your creative muscles are going a little stagnant. It's drying up, right? So trust me, it will come to you. Now, at the very start, you might begin with a narrow topic focus. So you might think, okay, like for example, for me, I started off purely around public speaking skills. It was like public speaking communication skills. And it's since evolved with me and and what I'm interested in because you will evolve as well. So now I cover topics, you know, we talk about mindset, we talk about personal branding. Now I'm talking about content, right? And it all all still comes back to the main themes of the the podcast, but I'm definitely not just stuck to public speaking. Because honestly, that would bore me, right? You've got to keep things interesting for yourself as well. 
All right. So that's my thoughts around creating ideas. Oh, something else as well. If you need some, if you want some more pointers on this is to pay attention to what other people ask you questions about. So when people ask you, how did you do that? Or, Hey, can I get your advice on this? Or can you tell me more about how you did that? Those are all ideas for creating content. Each of those could become a blog post or, or, you know, or a video. Something else you can do is to find what people are searching for in Google about your particular topic. So you can definitely research, you know, there's ways you can research this to come up with ideas if you're a little bit stuck. All right. So have I inspired you yet to get started in creating content? I hope so. Now you might, some of you might be thinking, oh, Christina, I don't want to start my own website. That's so annoying and painful. I get it. It is. I wouldn't encourage anyone. Okay. Well, no, I should encourage you. I should encourage you to, to do awesome things. And creating a website is one of those, but I don't want that to be a huge friction point to hold you back. So some simple, relatively frictionless ways to get started is to publish on a platform that already exists. So this could be writing posts on LinkedIn, writing uh, blogs on LinkedIn. I think they're called articles. So that's something you can do so that they are visible on your profile when someone goes there. If you're an Insta person, you can publish a, a, a picture and then write your post underneath that or maybe do an Insta video. Medium is another website, medium.com. I think it's medium.com is another website for you to write your own blog posts and share them. And it's a beautiful platform. It looks really nice. Uh, something else you can do is if you grab yourself a microphone and if you look at my LinkedIn videos for uh, equipment suggestions, I've got them there. You can set up a Zoom meeting with someone, right? We're all doing lots of that at the moment. Set up a Zoom meeting some with someone, interview them over Zoom, hit record on Zoom. It's pretty easy. Just hit record. Record that video and then publish it on YouTube. Super easy. You don't even need your own website. So don't let the tech hold you back. There are lots of simple ways that you can get started. And if you're still not getting started, if this is something you want to do and you feel driven to do it, but you're still not doing it, I want you to really question yourself and be honest with yourself and ask yourself, why am I not doing this? What is holding me back? What is stopping me? And I don't want you to come up with fluffy excuses like, oh, I don't have a website, right? I want you to really dig deep and think to yourself, is it because I believe that I don't have anything interesting to share? Or is it because I'm afraid of potential criticism or rejection from others? Am I afraid that my ideas won't be seen as being any good? Okay. And if that is the case, then I want you to write yourself some affirmations and do what you can to break to break that thought pattern and to tell yourself, you know what? There's plenty of idiots out there creating content. If they can do it, I can do it too. It was like when I went busking, when I took my ukulele and played on the streets, I was actually motivated by this old man who was singing terribly on the street with a terrible microphone. 
and he was the worst. And I thought to myself, oh, if he can, if he can get out and busk on the street, surely I can busk on the street. <laughs> so I use that as motivation. So just know that there are a lot of people out there who are less intelligent than you, who are less passionate than you, who are less well-spoken and communicate a lot worse than you, who have less opportunities than you, less educated than you, that are out there creating content and building profiles for themselves, right? So you can absolutely do this too. I know you can. All right, Rockstar. A couple of thing, final thoughts for you. The first is that don't expect a huge following at the very beginning. Don't expect a shitload. Oh, sorry, I don't usually swear. Don't expect a lot of likes or um, a lot of likes or shares or follows or whatever at the very beginning. It takes time. It took me a good 18 months of podcasting every single week to build a really solid following and to start seeing leads coming into my website. It really does take persistence and a consistent effort. You can't, I, I, I just, did, I didn't build up a body of 260 episodes just like that, right? It took five years and it's always hard at the very start when you think, oh, it's part one, you know, article one, episode one, video one. It seems so insignificant, but believe me, it's the start of something that grows into something that is truly significant and truly worthwhile. So I hope that you have enjoyed this episode, Rockstar, and that I have inspired you somewhat to start putting yourself out there and creating content. Show notes will be at thecmethod.com slash 261. If you enjoyed this, please do share it with a friend or a colleague or someone who you think it would be valuable. And I will talk to you next week. Keep on being awesome, Rockstar. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.